Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we're going to present excerpts from more than two dozen popular radio shows. 27 shows in 25 minutes. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can do it. I've received lots of letters asking about the theme we use on this program. Well, actually, it's the theme of a famous show of the 30s and 40s, Manhattan Merry-Go-Round. And here's how it sounded. Next, Manhattan Merry-Go-Round. <laughs> Manhattan merry-go-round that brings you the bright side of life, that whirls you in music to all the big night spots of New York town, to hear the top songs of the week sung so clearly you can understand every word and sing them yourself. One of the first and most famous shows to ever hit the airwaves was Amos and Andy, and here's how they sounded in the early 30s. Listen, Amos, you don't know politics like I do. Uh, tell me this, though. Uh, why can't they have a Democrat and a Republican president at the same time? Amos, the president of the country, don't have nothing to do now. The trouble with that is... The Republican would get everything messed up for the Democrat, and vice versa. Will Rogers was a popular figure on early radio. It seems strange that we don't hold the automobile speed record. There's millions trying to break it every day. Before we had this high type of civilization, which we're so thoroughly enjoying, why, we used to have wars to get rid of the surplus number of people. Uh, a fellow in England claimed that he got to heaven and, and that it was great. And, and he's sorry that they revived him again. And how about Fred Allen? I've been asked to make an announcement of minute importance, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Allen! Oh, now wait. Mr. Allen! Now, order, please. If that's some poker player calling for chips, I'll be down there with a chip on my shoulder before you can put out the kitty. Hello! Well, sir, as I live and try to keep from feeling like the owner of a luggage shop with these bags under my eyes, if it isn't Portland. Comedian Eddie Cantor had the number one most popular show on the radio during the 40s. Does anyone remember this opening? We want Cantor. We want Cantor. Freddie, Eddie Cantor. We want 
Our guest star, Cary Grant, with Margaret Whiting, Cookie Fairchild and his orchestra, Bert Gordon, the Mad Russian, and yours truly, Harry Bonzel, bring you... The Eddie Cantor Show! Listen, I have never heard you in better voice. Me neither, Harry. La donne mobile quel più mal vento, mucha de cento. Do you ever hear such a voice, oh, Harry? I'm do... singing better. I don't. Un... How do you keep singing with such vitality? I owe my singing success to hard work, continual practice, and Ida and the five daughters. Well, I, I, don't, I don't understand what Ida and your five daughters have to do with singing, though. With all those women in the house, the only chance I get to open my mouth is when I sing. <laughs> oh, but Harry, I'll sing even better once I get my new radio network started, the Cantor Broadcasting Company. Oh, yeah, Eddie, I understand you went over to Jack Benny's to get money for your new network. Yes. Mm-hmm. How'd you make out? Oh, How'd I make out? Oh. <laughs> well, I went over to Jack's house Tuesday... And I came in while Jack was paying Rochester his salary. Wait, wait, wait just a minute. Tuesday? I happen to know that Rochester gets paid on Monday. I know, but it takes Jack Benny 24 hours to let go of the money. <laughs> Speaking of Jack Benny, do you remember his visits to the vault? See, in a way, I feel kind of sorry for poor Ed, down there alone in the vault all these years. Hmm, the moat looks pretty full. Mr. Benny. That's right. How are you, Ed? Fine, fine. How are things on the outside? Oh, not so good. There's been thousands of cases of measles in Los Angeles. Hmm. I've never heard of that before. Measles? No, Los Angeles. <laughs> well, Los Angeles is a city that has been built since you've come down here, you see. Oh. It's nice of you to come down to visit me, Mr. Benny. Well, this isn't a social visit. I'm here on business. Oh. How much money are you going to put in the vault? No, no, no. I'm taking some out. My, this is exciting. <laughs> well, I think I'll open the safe. Now, let's see. The combination is right to 45. Left to 60. Back to 15. Then left to 110. There. <laughs> now, let's see. 
see, how much do I want? There, that ought to be enough money. Well, I better go now. Bye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye, Ed. Then there was the wanna buy a duck man, Joe Penner. Calling New York, calling Chicago, calling Hollywood, calling all America. Flash, Kokomo presents the Joe Penner program. And now it's time for Joe Penner. For several weeks, Joe has been trying to break into radio as an announcer. Tonight, the Columbia Network is holding an announcer's contest, and Joe thinks he has a chance to win. And now, entering the office of Mr. Charles Gander, the program director, we find the black sheep, <laughs> Joe Penner. Come in, come in. Well, well, what is it, young man? Look, I've been all over this radio station. Maybe you could tell me where they're holding the announcer's tryouts. Yes, this is the place. But don't tell me you want to be an announcer. Well, I, I felt as though I should lend my voice to radio. <laughs> I'm sure we've just a temporary loan. <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy a duck? No. Under no circumstances? Under no circumstances. You nasty boy! <laughs> What's the easiest way to raise corned beef and cabbage? With a knife and fork. <laughs> Don't never do that! A popular Friday night favorite was Fanny Bryce as the lovable Baby Snooks. It's Baby Snooks! The Baby Snooks Show, starring Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks, with Hanley Stafford as Daddy, Arlene Harris as Mummy, Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, and me, Harlow Wilcox. Sycamore Terrace. Snooks, give me a chance. I, I didn't mean to hurt you before. Well, now, now, suppose we hear both sides. All right. A young lady, I can offer you untold wealth. A fine house full of toys, a nursemaid to look after you, a governess so you won't have to go to school, and $10 a week allowance. What can you offer me, Mr. Higgins? Snooks, you know what I have to offer. Let's go, lady. <laughs> now, look, just a minute. All right. We might not have the biggest mansion in the world, but where else could you leave your roller skates on the bathroom floor for your daddy to trip on? Yeah. All right, we don't have a nursemaid, but Mummy does a pretty good job taking care of you. Mm -hmm. Besides, if we could afford nurses, they'd take away your job of looking after your little brother. Yeah. And as for the allowance, you know all I can afford is... Ten cents a week. Let's go, lady. <laughs> All right. Come on, child. Goodbye, Snooks. Daddy. Daddy. I don't want anyone but my daddy. <laughs> oh, that's my baby. You do love your daddy, don't you? Well, you're not exactly what I expected. But I love you anyway. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> The Quiz Kids had a highly rated show. How many times I remember listening and wishing I was as smart as Richard Williams. Hello, everybody. The Quiz Kids with me tonight are Richard Williams, age 11, Joan Bishop, 14, Harvey Fishman, 11, and Gerard Darrow, 9. Now, Richard, listen to this problem. Suppose some 60 million people are listening and everyone shook hands with everyone else, and if the handshakes click off at the rate of one a second... 
How long must the party last to get everybody acquainted? And you have only a little while to get your answer, Richard, so you get to work. Uh, Richard, do you have that math problem? Fifty-seven million, uh, seventy-seven thousand six hundred twenty-four and six-tenths years. There were many detectives during radio's golden days, like the tracer of lost persons, Mr. Keene. It's time now for Mr. Keene, tracer of lost persons. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Keene, tracer of lost persons. One of the most famous characters of American fiction and one of radio's most thrilling dramas. Tonight and every Thursday at the same time, the famous old investigator takes from his file and brings to us one of his most celebrated missing persons cases. about my special recipe for peas. Mike, I suggest we escort Mrs. Bender into town. She has a date with another man. Have I, Mr. Keene? Yes. The chief of police. And so Mr. Keene solves the strange case of Charlie Lorimer. Or as he sometimes called it, the case of Emmy and her delicious dish of peas. Then there was Mr. District Attorney. Mr. District Attorney. District Attorney, champion of the people, defender of truth, guardian of our fundamental rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mr. District Attorney, transcribed, starring Jay Justin in the title role, Len Doyle as Harrington, and Vicki Bola as Miss Miller. And it shall be my duty as District Attorney, not only to prosecute to the limit of the law all persons accused of crimes perpetrated within this county but to defend with equal vigor the rights and privileges of all its citizens. The afternoon adventure shows kept the kids glued to their radios. Maybe you will remember some of these. Sergeant Preston of the Yukon. Unking! Hold your huskies! <laughs> Gold, gold discovered in the Yukon. Back to the days of the gold rush. And the adventures of Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog, Yukon King, as they meet the challenge of the Yukon in their relentless pursuit of lawbreakers. Sky King! You gotta believe that this man right here is the real Sky King. That's no use, Jim. They'll never believe us until we prove who we are. Yeah. Well, how are we going to prove it? In this here cave. We'll have to find a way, Jim. Lieutenant Edwards. Hello, King. 
Didn't get very far, did Lieutenant I? Lieutenant Edwards, what happened to you? Some of Chief Burnwood's braves jumped me. So the Ranger posse hasn't been warned of an ambush. The Adventures of Superman! You expect me to believe a fantastic story like that? Impenetrable skin. <laughs> Don't laugh, Dr. Raymond. This is hardly a laughing matter. You've just revealed something to me. I, in turn, intend revealing something to you, something that has never been revealed before. Well, well. Oh, interesting. What is it? You've confessed that you are the voice. Now, I shall make a confession. I am Superman. Now... Ready for action. And now, Dick Tracy. This is Dick Tracy on the laboratory mystery. Stand by for action. Let's go, men. Yes, it's Dick Tracy. Protector of law and order. Harry and the pirate. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. The thrilling adventures of Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Watch out for the ice on that rock, Billy. Looks pretty slippery. Where, Jack? Oh, I see. Oh, oh no, it got me. Pick yourself up, Billy, quick. Uh, I can't, Jack. I'm slipping. I can't stop. Try to hold on to something, Billy. Hold out uh, your hand. I'm coming after you. I'll grab it. Don't, Jack. Don't. I'm in the snow. Don't try to help me. You bet I'll help you. The snow isn't sliding yet. Give me a hand. Very hard, Jack. Oh. What's happening? The snow's moving, Billy. We've started the snow slide. Don't bother about me, Jack. Save yourself. We're in this together, Billy. We're going to be buried in snow for a moment, but keep your wits about you. Don't fight the snow. Slide with it. That's the way. We're going to slide down to the cave in a snowball. Boy, Jack and Billy are in for it now. They're sliding down the mountainside with ever-increasing speed, buried to their waists, fighting to keep their heads above the choking snow. And they're sliding right down to the glacier, right down to the cave, and right down to one of the most dangerous moments of their lives. You'll certainly want to be there with them, so listen in, all of you, at this same time tomorrow to another thrilling episode of The Land of the Sky with Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Listen in tomorrow, and many of us did during the early days of radio. Fred, I think we're lost. What do you mean, we're lost? Don't panic, Fred. Let's be logical, and we'll get out of this. Well, I'm glad I have my good old SGLI. Your what? My serviceman's group life insurance. I've had it automatically deducted from my paycheck ever since I enlisted. That's a pretty good investment, especially at times like this. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, tell me, how do I sign up? Or just see your finance officer. He'll give you the details. Great. I'll see him right away, as soon as we can find the base. Good thinking, Harry. From 1932 to 1949, here are some of the personalities you might have heard on your Atwater Kent or your portable radio. 
Starring Al Jolson with Lou Bring and his orchestra and chorus, and our guests, Arnold Stang as Gerard, and the world famous violinist, Yehudi Manuel. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Yes, I'll have a real good time. Glorious time. I'm all dressed up, of course. Yes, indeed. A leather necktie. Mm hmm. Regulation police, double-strength suspenders. Uh, good, solid snaps. Sleeve garters. Uh, they snap nice also. Uh -huh. You've got a sorrow fixed with a song. Now even when things go wrong. Now you feel better, you even look better. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is yours very truly, Little Jack Little. Mr. Fields, Charlie wants to say something to you. Yes. Hello. Hello, Mr. Fields. Hello, blood poison. <laughs> That's me, Groucho Marx. March of Time. Oh, I know where my baton is. It's right here in the hall. Oh, no, McGee, please, not on Sunday. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Delta, and now the time has come to lend thine ears the au revoir pleasant dream. Au revoir, pleasant dreams. Think of us when requesting the theme. Until next Tuesday, when possibly you all may tune in again. Keep the old maestro always in your skin. Yelza. Au revoir, this is Ben Bernie, ladies and gentlemen, and all the lads. And now. We've got to leave you here. Au revoir. A palm cheerio, a toodle-doodle, a bit of a tweet-tweet. God love you. And pleasant Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who take for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom from unwarranted search. The Fourth Amendment of the Constitution protects us from illegal search or forced entry without due process of law. It's a comfortable feeling. This freedom granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Rizzi in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days on this, the American Forces Radio and Television Service. <laughs>